Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to The Recovery Radio podcast on KMP3. I'm a member of Alcoholics Anonymous and I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. You can follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. Visit my website, recoveryradiokmp3.com. To get the books, go to sarcasticbigbook.com. And, as always, I am so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day's just getting started or it's just winding down or it's somewhere right in the middle. But, here we are. You and me, and I am glad for that. Grateful I have no desire to drink. anniversary week. So I'm pretty excited about that. Wednesday is my sobriety anniversary. It's coming up. Got sober when I was 18 years old. That was 33 years ago. Crazy. Got sober when I was 18. Drank for many years. Started when I was very young. Started doing drugs when I was very young. Became unemployable and homeless. Flatlined from alcohol poisoning. And um, became willing to take the steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. Way back then, I became willing, and I am still willing today. Steps aren't something that you do, and then you're finished with. The steps are something that you live. It's the way it was explained to me, shown to me. It is a way of life. It's a design for living, they call it in the book. A way of life. A program of action. A spiritual program of action. It says we do things. They use the words constantly. They use the word now. At once, immediately, Vigorous. In between the steps in the book, most of them have things like, but that's not all. There's more action. Action and more action. You made a good beginning. Keep going. There's more action. And none of the stops. I always think when somebody talks about 
how they finished the steps or they did the steps. Always the first thing I think when I hear anybody say, I'm, I'm doing the steps again, or I've did the steps, is there's something missing in the translation between the book and what they're doing. I mean, I understand they do assignments repeatedly. I get that. I get that your sponsor will give you something to do and then you you finish that thing that they give you to do, for example, a reading or writing or something. But I have not had to do step one in 33 years. Haven't had to do it again. I have admitted to my innermost self that I'm an alcoholic. I have not had to come to believe again that there's a power greater than myself. I came to believe that there's a power greater than myself and still do. And I think there's a lot of people in that spot who are confused and made to go through those things again, even though they know they're alcoholic and they already believe they're already open to there being a higher power, but they still start from the beginning again. I don't completely understand why. I don't even a little bit understand why, to be honest. The big book makes it very clear. If I'm not spiritually fit, it's always going to seem like I never did step one. To stay there and dwell there and go there again and again and again and again, once you've admitted to your innermost self that you're alcoholic, is just playing around with self-knowledge concerning alcoholism, which the big book says is ultimately not the answer at all. And then step 10, it says, this should continue for a lifetime. Step 11 says, you know, we constantly do this throughout the day. Step 12 says, your job now is to be the place where you could be of maximum helpfulness to others. That's your job now. It's not talking about strictly alcoholics at all. I invite you to read it. Matter of fact, when it says that, it's not talking about alcoholics. Talking about getting unblocked so that I can be present. For someone else around me, in my family, at my place of employment, on the road, anywhere. And I remember, and I know from experience, when you're blocked, this not only seems like a daunting task, but it's very impossible seemingly, and it's very uninteresting. And that's all self in my experience. All the thoughts that I have that resist wanting to do that, I have come to see are self. 
steps are designed to enable me to have God remove self that blocks me from God. So keeping all that in mind, when somebody says, I'm doing the steps again, or I did the steps, it's very confusing. You know, people write to me and they say, how did you go through the steps? And I do have the episodes in there somewhere. There's a series of episodes. What does the big book say? Where I go through a lot of that framework. And it's not a spin that I have. Or it's not a spin that was given to me. It's not my take on it. I invite you to look at these things. If you haven't already, read them. Forget what everybody says. That's very hard to do. It's very hard to forget what's said in the fellowship and just read the book. Very few people that I've known are able to really do that. The fellowship is so powerful. What you hear in meetings is so has carried so much weight for people. I know it did for me for a really long time. If I was in a meeting and I had 60 days and you had 61 days, everything you said was gospel. So I get that. But if you are able to set aside everything you, th- you hear in the fellowship, that should be the set aside prayer. Lord, help me set aside everything I, I hear in the fellowship. And help me read the book with an open mind. In the fellowship, there is writing to do in step one. In the big book, there is not. The big book gives compelling reasons why that's not necessary. Fellowship talks about sober insanity and unmanageability while sober. The big book does not. Big book talks about the director, the actor who wants to be the director. They're not talking about an alcoholic exclusively. They're talking about human beings, not alcoholism. According to the big book, insanity is one thing, and it is the thought that precedes a relapse, the thought that precedes the first drink, I should say. And it's one of three. One, a thought along the lines of, I don't care what happens, I know it's going to be bad, and I don't care. Number two, it's going to be different this time. Kind of like Einstein's version of insanity. Expecting different results. That's only one of the three versions the big book talks about in terms of its exclusive definition 
of insanity. Referred to in the second step. Number three, no thought at all. Six o'clock, no thought of drinking. Six o one, I'm drinking. In the big book, aside from the couple mentions of permanent insanity like wet brain, which is not relevant to this discussion because it has nothing to do with step two. Aside from those three descriptions I just mentioned, the big book does not talk about a sober insanity. It talks about our thoughts only as they relate to the first drink. Fellowship says that step four is hard and it will make you depressed and you will have to relive a bunch of stuff. Big Book says you should start to become willing to make amends. You should feel lighter is the implication based on its description. Fellowship says that the person who hears your inventory has to know everything about you. And it has to be one person. And they have to be able to call you out. The big book says it could be more than one person. And it can be total strangers. The fellowship says sometimes that your sponsor finds your character defects for you and hands them to you. The big book says the opposite of this. The fellowship often says that somebody needs to tell you who to make amends to. And how to do it. And what to say. And this has to be carefully planned. The big book says the opposite. The big book says... This is between you and God. This becomes part of your intuition, your conscience. You go and think of them. And you do it as in as many cases as possible. If you can't... You let it go, as long as you can honestly say you would. Big Book says we make amends to exes. The Big Book says we make amends to people we stole from. The Big Book says all this. And also, the Big Book is very careful to not make any specifics, knowing in its infinite wisdom, I believe, that the principles are in alignment, the details will take care of themselves. Fellowship says that there's something wrong with my brain unrelated to alcoholism, unrelated to drinking. 
that I'm my brain is a dangerous neighborhood that I shouldn't think too much that I have to stay out of my thinking Big Book says that once self is removed from our thinking we can trust our brains completely after all that's why we have them we should use them the original manuscript has said just use common sense there's nothing hard or mysterious about this big book says we have sometimes splendid judgment some of us have really strong willpower concerning things other than alcohol some of us are perfectly well balanced and sensible concerning everything except alcohol Big Book says we all have one thing in common only. We cannot start drinking without developing the phenomenon of craving. Fellowship says we're all kinds of stuff. We're a mess. Now, I'm not saying hate to imply it that you know the fellowship sucks <laughs> I love Alcoholics Anonymous I go to a meeting a day I love it I go to try and give back I owe my whole life to AA my best friends in the world are all in AA. The most important relationships in my life are in the fellowship. There's people I've been friends with in the fellowship for 33 years. I love the fellowship. And also, the message in the book often directly opposes what is shared. It's also true. And I talk about this a lot, and I feel so passionately about this because from where I'm sitting, I see people suffering in ways that I suffered before I had this stuff untangled. And I want to help if I can. That's it. That's all. Whatever feels right, whatever you believe in, whatever's working, that's the right thing to do. Follow your conscience. Listen to that voice. Do whatever it tells you in terms of all this. There's not a right way and a wrong way. And also, the big book does say specific things. Whether or not anybody agrees with those things or wants to do with those things, that's none of my business. 
I'm one ding ding ringing his bell. I'm not a spokesperson for AA. I don't know. I'm just sharing about my own experience, and I hope it's helping someone. Well, I didn't even touch my piping hot cup of French roast coffee here from Trader Joe's mix of Don Francisco's Hawaiian hazelnut. I'm going to drink some right now. I'm going to guzzle some like psycho. What? Do you guys know I'm street? I'm very street. I'm also a famous male model. So check out my new shapewear design. You can go to www. Sexy Sober Bods Forever.net. Bods spelled with a Z. And the extra W stands for weight. Because it's like too much. Just weight. Can't look at all this sexiness, osity. I can't look at it. It's too much. <laughs> uh, I have not gotten funnier over the years. I'm exactly as unfunny as I was when I was brand spanking new. You know what? Let me think about that for a minute. No, I've gotten, I've gotten funnier. I've definitely gotten funnier. Yeah, I'm pretty funny now. It's just compared to... It's just the standards pretty. I'm just gonna stop. Waiter, I'm I'm done. I'm just spinning my wheels here. I'm treading water. Just the one coffee. And the side of shame. And the uh can I get a shame spiral to go, please? Thank you. Alright. Write me a letter if you want. Email, message. Sarcastic at Gmail. Instagram, sarcastic.aa.book. And I love hearing from you. It means a lot. I post a lot of the messages on the website, recoveryradiocamp3.com. Sometimes I read them on here. All right, I'm out of here. I do not know why my life was saved, but I am going to go try to live a life that was worth saving.